Welcome to the Capgemini Oracle Cloud Podcast Series. Oracle entered the cloud market in 2012 and is expanding now heavily in all three main cloud areas, software as a service, platform as a service, and infrastructure as a service, also known as SaaS, PaaS, and IaaS. In this series, we will walk through the different cloud products, how SaaS and PaaS can be combined together, and discuss their uses in projects. My name is Leon Smeers, I'm Solution Architect within Capgemini and Oracle Ace. Hello, I'm happy to have Joost Linsen with me. Joost is uh, very experienced in uh, Oracle policy automation in his uh, recent project. And I'd like to have a discussion in, around Oracle policy automation, what it is, what, how it can be used, the features, and etc. So Joost, first of all, I'm happy to have you here. Uh, could you do introduce yourself? Yes, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. My name is uh, Joost Linsen, and uh, I work for Capgemini uh, for over a year now. And I've been an Oracle policy automation developer since May 2015, and I'm delighted to be here. So let's start with the most basic question, of course, Oracle Policy Automation. What is it? Um, Oracle Policy Automation is also known as OPA, and it's a rule engine developed by Oracle, and it allows users to transform policy or law into business rules. It was called Haley before, Oracle acquired it in 2009, and it was initially developed for the public sector, but you see it more and more in other sectors as well. Oracle Policy Modeling is the, is the tool for this product, and you can download this tool for free from the website from, from Oracle. Um, OPA has been in the cloud since the 12.0 version. One, this version was launched in August 2015. So we know now where Oracle Policy Automation came from, what this place is in Oracle, what are the features of Oracle Policy Automation, and while talking about it, what is really a killer feature of Oracle Policy Automation? Uh, nice question. Oracle Policy Automation has, in my opinion, two key features. The first feature is that it uses uh, documents in Excel or Word format, and you need to download additional functionalities for your Office application in order to work with OPA. And OPA recognizes the structure of each sentence, and transforms the words into rules. Another functionality is the use of interview screens in OPA. Uh, you can create interaction with the end user and provide the correct information accordingly. And somehow this some intelligence routing of questions. And, and it really helps uh, the user to uh, look for the answer he searches for. That sounds like a very good example of how things could be used in, in practice, for instance, and websites for tax departments and police investigations and retail and etc. So, yes. while talking about it, what do you think is a typical use case for Oracle Policy Automation? Um, it could be a request of the client to deal with the law and policy within their processes. Mm -hmm. If there is some complexity behind the law or there is some logic related to a policy, OPA is a solution to deal with it, or maybe the solution to deal with it. Okay, that sounds, uh, sounds very cool. I can imagine with uh, when talking about law, uh, laws tend to change. You also need to have uh, different versions then of uh, decisions that, that, that have been made in, in the past. How does Oracle Policy Automation deal with that? I think you, you you point to time traveling, time traveling uh, okay. with your rules. And yeah. Could you, could you explain the term concept time traveling for our listeners? Yes, of course. Time traveling means that for some 
cases, it, it could be that uh, the old law applies. Mm-hmm. And for some newer cases or just created cases, it could be that the new law applies. Yeah. And OPA is capable of directing uh, the each case to the law it belongs to. And uh, this is very helpful because when you have a large amount of cases, it's not, not doable to do it just by hand or just to do it on paper for a case. You need OPA in this case to, to, to deal with it. Could you tell me a little bit about what are the advantages of OPA for the end users? Yes, of course. Uh, one of the advantages of OPA is that the rule documents make the rules transparent and accessible for the end user. Therefore, the end user can understand to some extent the code. And yeah, because the, the law is literally shown in the rules, um, the transparency leads to a better understanding for the client how much work it takes to implement the rules. The client can verify actually if the law is correctly implemented in the rules. You can say that OPA is a business-focused rule engine, and in comparison to other rule engines, it is, it's, it's more focused on the front end. And I will not say that other rule engines are not doing that, but I think OPA is really focused on, on the client. This, this better understanding, transparency and accessibility are definitely three key values of OPA. Could you tell us some, something about uh, project experiences that you have with uh, OPA? Um, yeah, for example, uh, I'm involved uh, in a uh, Orcopulse Automation uh, uh, project as Orcopulse Automation Developer uh, since October 2015. Mm-hmm. In this project, uh, I'm involved in a law determination in the juridical world, where we did things with a high level of complexity, like fine determination and deal with complex security rules. And within this project, I created one of the first cloud integrations with OPA and Siebel. This was really interesting because with the, with the cloud integration, you were able to use the Oracle Policy Automation Hub. And this hub enables you to uh, do some version control, to deploy projects, to, to save projects in the repository. And by using web services, uh, there was integration created with Siebel. Okay, you said that this is one of the first implementations of the combination of OPA in the cloud and, and Siebel. I can imagine that you encountered some challenges. Could you uh, elaborate a little bit on that? Yes, of course. We dealt with some, some challenges, but it was more on the Siebel side than on the OPA side. And okay. On the OPA side, it's quite straightforward. And I think when you when I have to do it in the future with other systems, it is still a quite straightforward process. Okay, so most of the challenges were on, on the Siebel side, but yes. you, you were able to fix them, to, to, to solve them? Yes. So in the end you can say it, it was worth the right. We were happy with the end result. Is, is that the situation? Yes, definitely. Okay, with that I'd like to uh, finish this podcast. Is there something, one last thing that you'd like to share with our listeners? I, I see just uh, a great potential for a lot of implementations in other companies with Oracle Policy Automation. So I see a good future for uh, for Oracle Policy Automation uh, for the next years. Okay, thank you very much, Joost, for your uh, for your time and for the for the interview. That's no problem. Thank you as well.